Welcome everybody to the rec room. Um, I'm gonna get this music queued up as I always do. And um, and then we're gonna get to it. Waiting for the fellas to hop in. And then we're gonna be good. T Street. What's going on? Ain't nothing. The order don't change. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> you get a call from Trey earlier? I did. I did. He hit you too? Yeah. Yeah. What's going on with you though? Uh, not too much. Not too much. Uh, man, been been on the phone a lot today. Had a lot of calls I needed to make. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd have had a busy, a super busy week, bro. Super busy. You see that? Um, what do you think about the the John Moran situation in terms of him? I seen I'm, uh, yesterday in the text you said something about um, that the NBA was making him apologize. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's the um, I think it's him doing what. A lot of uh, athletes have done, or entertainers, where they do something wild. This is their reprieve. You know, nothing serious is gonna happen unless something crazy come out that's worse than what's already been out. Yeah, by, it's not, by, by them saying it's not his gun, he brandished the gun, or you know, had it in the video. Yeah. But, um, but if it's not his, uh, you know, I've, I've been seeing a lot of people make comments that that basically like it's a smack on the wrist. And I'm like, I don't know, what do y'all really want to happen to him? I mean, I'm not saying that it was right, but it wasn't that crucial like that. Yeah, it wasn't In, in my crucial. opinion. It wasn't, it wasn't, in my opinion as well. But to some, it's a lot more than what, you know, what we think it is. Yes, what's sir. Going? Yes, sir. What's going hey, on? Hey, it was good. Yes, sir. Yeah. You sounded, you yeah. sounded loud and clear. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, bro. Your uncle, man. Your uncle got so much fear in my heart, bro. I'm so scared. I'm so scared, of uh, uncle, bro. Nah, you sound play. good, bro. Hey, bro. You don't play with black men that grew up in the '70s, dog. You just don't. You don't play with them, dog. <laughs> nah, I feel you. What's good with you, though? Hey, bro. We good, bro. I just got back in from practice, man. You know. I got I'm out there, man. We coaching 15 kids, man. That's the most kids we ever had, bro. 15, 15 at one time, bro. Yeah, flag, flag, bro. What's the age group? Um, we are nine and nine and ten, but we actually playing up. So we're gonna be playing kids that's like 11 years old. Okay. So we playing uh semi-pro. Okay, that's just good. Semi-pro, bro. So you know, that's just we good. out. We out, we out for revenge. You know what I mean? Nah, I Well, we gonna get T, into. Go um, ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. T, T, T. What's up, T? How was, how was your week, bro? What's up? Everything's going good. What's up with you? Always, always busy, but nobody ever busy as E. Nobody. Nah, man. I be, I be chilling. I mean, I, you know what? I've been busy this week. I ain't gonna lie. But um, I try to make. Oh, man, I try to make my life as relaxed as I can make it. It don't always go like that, but that's the goal. <laughs> you know right, right. That's the goal, bro. Man, look, look, look. 
We all, we all, we all out here grinding, bro. For sure, for sure. So you know what I mean. We gonna get into um what tonight's topic is gonna be. So first, I would just like mm-hmm. to say um welcome to the record. So they, they need this music so they can really hear me. Absolutely. Yeah. So welcome to the rec room. Uh, this is episode number eight, and mm-hmm. we um we almost in the double digits. Um, we got Trey Philando, uh, T Streaks, uh, AG, yep. our brother. He's not, um, you know, couldn't make it tonight, but um, we wish him. He's well. hearing. He's hearing spirit. Exactly. And you got your host. <laughs> uh, I go by E or E One. And as I say on the other parts, you know, some episodes that we have, they're going to be, um, you know, debate, a debate type mode, uh, fun and lighthearted. Um, and other times the, the topics are going to be a little serious. And uh, tonight is one of those topics where it's going to be, you know, a little serious. We're still going to keep it light, but it, the content is, is, is actually pretty serious and, it, and it's really relatable. And tonight's episode is, um, is basically about childhood trauma and um and how it may have affected you uh in your life right and so i think that you know my philosophy is that um everybody got a story that's how i feel you know i always say like if i if i go door to door and knock each person's door right somebody gonna have something to say about their life and what they've been through yeah and um Mm -hmm. And so that that's that's a fact. And with that being said, um, I'm gonna get into what trauma is. Period. Because we, you know, sometimes we we have these terms and these words, and we don't even know the definition of what we're talking about, right? So we say right. childhood trauma. I'm gonna just give the definition of what trauma is, right? So trauma is the lasting emotional response that often results from living through a distressing event. Experiencing a traumatic event can harm a person's sense of safety, sense of self, and ability to regulate emotions and navigate relationships, right? Now, with that being said, a lot of, a lot of ways that we act and a lot of um, things we do, we, we may attribute it to our personality, right? But a personality gets developed. And sometimes mm-hmm. you don't know what is making, what makes you that way. You, some people, you never really think, what, why do I act like that? You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you really never think about that. And so some people could have suffered from childhood trauma and you may not even know, <laughs> you know, that your actions are the cause of that. Right. 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 So with that being said, things that, you know, it's like, how do I know if I had childhood trauma? Right. So these are some of the things that live. That uh, that I have listed that you may have childhood trauma and you may not even know, right? Mm-hmm. So, some people who have suffered from childhood trauma. They may have uh, difficulties in trusting. They may have have a low self esteem, fears of being judged, constant attempts to please, outbursts of frustration, or social anxiety that just won't let up. Those are things that can, you know. Those are some things that you may have in your personality that are attributed to childhood trauma. Also, assuming the worst. If you're a person that always yeah. assumes the worst, that could be stay, you know, that could be because of childhood trauma. Absolutely. Um, staying on high alert, 
making sure terrible things don't happen again. So you always like, you know, cautious of everything that you do because you don't want to go through the same thing that you went through before. Yep. Um, yep. People who try to mind read and obsessively try to predict people's thoughts and actions. Um, I don't. I guess I'm. You know, when I read that, I think about that. I don't know if I constantly do that, but um, I'm a lot of those. Yeah, right. You know what I mean. <laughs> and so those are some of the things that can attribute to. Um, you know, th- those are things that you could be doing, and it could be attributed to childhood trauma mm-hmm. so with that being said um i'm gonna ask uh you guys do you feel yeah. like ha- have you had childhood trauma and how has it affected you growing up or you as an adult go ahead t yes i've had some childhood trauma uh okay. and the weird thing with me i recognized it as when i was a teenager i can go back to this date or this day, this thing that happened, why I'm acting this way as a teenager and even today. I okay. still hold some of the same traits that once something happens, it, it just takes me, reverts me right back to that kid. Mm. And I'm doing things to try to prevent that. Those first mm. that, um, assuming the worst and excessively trying to mind read. That's me to a T. All my life, I've been that way. I overanalyze things because, you know, I've had guns poured out on me at, at a young age when I wasn't, I wasn't even nowhere near a street kid. And I needed to figure out how do I resolve things before an issue even pops off. True. So I'm always assuming the worst. And it's and it's really to lessen the blow if that you said always yeah I always always? assume the worst always assume the worst and I can't help it I can't help it it's just something that I do okay what about you go ahead Trey so repeat the question so do you do you feel like you know you've you've had childhood trauma oh growing up and and do you think you know how did it affects you. Do you think it may not even affect you as an adult? It might be something that you've already gotten over and dealt with. You know what I mean? So, so, so it does, but in a good way, right? Because, uh, like, you know, growing up, uh, you know, being just a little kid and having his father and then not having his father, right? Like just going, going through, you know, that that emotional trauma of you knowing who your father is but him not being there the way that you that you want him right um and just uh you know yeah i'll be there at this time and then he don't show up right and like like Mm -hmm. like that that cliche type of thing like that happened to me that that happened to my sister right so when i'm around my kids now at 43 it's like I overdo it, right? And sometimes I, I catch myself because I coach young kids, right? When I used to coach kids in the beginning, most of them came from single-parent households, most most of them. And so I just developed a passion just to work with them because I was one of those kids that was not, you know, having a great relationship with their father. So 
just last night, man. Just 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 last night, man. Here's a quick quick story. My my daughter had a talent show. Okay. And man, my daughter got on stage, man. She's been dancing in front of crowds for like the last like two years, man. Like she she does it like it's nothing. And it was just so important to me just to record her. And I'm just standing there still thinking about, you know, when I was her her age and wishing that, you know, my father was there when I when I come off a of stage or come out of the game or come come from come off from school or whatever. Right. And so I was I was telling my wife this when my daughter came off off the stage and man, she gave me the she gave me the the biggest hug, bro. Right. And and I'm telling you, like the question that, that you asked is really is really poignant, because just like just like T said, we 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 go right back to that pain point. Right. And just me just hugging my my, my daughter. It's like I'm giving her what I didn't have. So whatever I didn't have, I give it right because once i'm older and my kids are older i'm just trying to not repeat and not and not give them those signs of a kid who had trauma right so i just try to use what happened to me and make it a positive and make it a strength um so i don't repeat that emotional stress that i was under True. as well as 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 well as my sister, because even though my sister was five years older than me, she got she been through more trauma than me. You see what right. I'm saying? Um, you know what I mean? Her 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 having a dad, then her dad going and starting a whole new new family, something somewhere else, having another daughter. You understand what I'm saying? And then and then and then you know that's a whole other pod. But just like but just like seeing father years later with a different family, bro. Yeah, you yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, like that. Right. So imagine like living with that. Right. And then having to work through it yourself. Like it's like <laughs> like you didn't go to therapy. Like it's just so many different traumas. That's the thing. It's it's just like we all have our own individual For traumas. Sure. Right. That 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 we don't go get professional help for because that wasn't. That wasn't the thing back back then, like no, it is now, right? right? Not at all. So, what about you, E? Like, how do you how, how do you feel about that question? I mean, so I'm gonna give a stat, right? So, the yeah. Substance Abuse and Mental Health Society state that uh, by 16 years old, more than two thirds of children have experienced a trauma, right? So that goes back to um, to me, <laughs> that tells me that trauma is a part of life, it in is some form or fashion, right? And I believe that no matter if you're rich, no matter if you're poor, uh, no matter your status, you will go through some type of trauma in life, whether you are a child or an adult, right? So mm -hmm. I'm going to take you to my childhood um, trauma. Now, I'm calling it childhood trauma now. Growing up, it was just life. I didn't look right. at it as childhood trauma. It's just, you know, whatever. So, you know, I live with, you know, I had my mom and my father uh, in my life, which was a, a great blessing. Um, but my parents did get divorced when I was eight years old, right? And uh, my mm -hmm. sister was four years younger. So at four years old, I'm eight, she's four. She's not, she doesn't really know uh, them being together. But me, I experienced them being together. And so when they broke up, it broke me for, you know, as, a, as an eight-year-old, I can remember, you know, really having a tough time um, back then. And my grades kind of slipped a little bit. But to take it even further, um, and this is not a doom and gloom story, I'm just giving uh, my story. I'm not sad about it. 
I can talk about it and it's cool. But um, my father growing up, he had a disease called lupus. Mm. And by him having that disease, he had to be on dialysis mm-hmm. um, three days a week, right? And 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 lupus is kidney failure, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when by him being on 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 this machine, he had to have this uh, thing in his arm. So when he had short sleeve shirts, you could see the it, it was a tube in his arm, and you could see it. Yeah. And by me knowing that my father was sickly, I always thought when I was young, I, I had I had I didn't want him to die. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So yeah. mm-hmm. as an eight, nine-year-old, I'm I'm having thoughts that a child my age shouldn't think about. I shouldn't be thinking mm-hmm. about one day is my father going to die, right? Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, um, when we would go to like practice and, you know, he would coach me with football. We get oh, out of the dope. car, you know, people would be like, oh, the ki- you, kids are kids. So kids would be like, you know, what's wrong with your arm? You know, kids don't know no better. Mm-hmm. And for me yeah. as a child, uh, that would hurt me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I and, and and because my father um you know at that point he was on social security so he really couldn't work like that because mm-hmm. he was on dialysis three times a day. Mm-hmm. And you know that mean he couldn't afford certain things. So he had an old Oldsmobile um Cutlass Supreme, right? Mm-hmm. And it was it was an older car. So when we would go to practice and stuff, I'm I'm feeling a little embarrassed because he got an old car. One of the doors don't open, but only one Bruh. don't open. So we both get out life. the car. So we both getting <laughs> out the car on the same side of the door. And as a child, you know, all that stuff means something. So that affects Yeah, it me. does. And I'm it not does. gonna lie, you know, I used to question God. You know what I mean? Okay. I used to be like, like, why my father is not like everybody else? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why can't I have a regular father? You know, right. why can't my father work and do everything that everybody else can do? And what mm-hmm. that did was um, for me, it it, it kind of um, it grew me up kind of fast mentally. OK, because me dealing with that was something that I don't think that a lot of kids had to deal with. And everybody got a story. Some 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 people mm-hmm. when my father passed away, my cousin told me one day I, I was um. We was in the studio and I can remember this. And I was like, you know, and I was telling them how my father just passed and I was telling them how mm. bad I felt, how sad I was. And he was just like, um, well, you know what? I know that you said that your father passed away, but at least you had a father because I didn't mm-hmm. have one. And See so that. th- that's when I talk about um, getting to comparing pain to him. Comparing my father pain, yeah. passing was sad, but he would have loved to experience even having a father. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And of course, yeah. at that time, I ain't want to hear that because you I'm ain't like, trying to hear it. You know what I mean? Hear, bro. But to go back to um, how that, how my father being sickly affected me, it affected me emotionally in a um, in a very crucial way, man. It really did. Yeah, bro. And, um, it was something that I had to stay strong with. It was something that I kept uh, to myself, uh, how I felt, but it definitely mm-hmm. uh, affected me, man. And, how, um, how, how do you. How do you daily, how do you honor your father as far as being 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 a dad yourself? Like, you know. Well, um, well, my father passed when I was 27, right? And mm-hmm. um, and I'm gonna get and like I said, I don't want this to sound like a sad story. Nah, it's, it's nah, just it's your life, story. You feel what I'm it's, saying? It's, yeah, and um it's your and, life, I'm ex- yeah. and, and I'm a I'm a fast forward, go back. Mm-hmm. Um when when he did pass, I had to um, you know, before a person actually uh passes you 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 think like i knew my father was sickly i i didn't know when he would go there was never no timeline on his life or one yeah. that i knew of 
Mm -hmm. Um, And so as I got older, you know, it seemed like he was getting more and more sick. But every time that I would ask him, um, is he okay? He would always smile and tell me it was okay, right? So this Mm -hmm. one day, um, and and all this is related to trauma, right? So this one day, um, he went to the doctor. He was kind of walking with a hunch. (laughs) <laughs> like a hunchback a little bit and he went to the doctor and I was like damn man it's like you keep your your, your back keep hunching over man what was going mm-hmm. on and he was like well Everett you know he said I went to the doctor and uh he said um and if they can fix it then I'm cool but if they don't God got something else for me and he looked at me and he smiled and I'm like you know I don't know what to think of that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying right yeah, so yeah. fast forward I'm like he being strong so he being strong but he's accepting that mm-hmm. if it don't work he's he's ready for whatever because at he's this good point, anyway he's tired of suffering yeah so long story short anyway we go to um one day we have a cookout he comes to the cookout he's like he's in space and uh he's just not really paying attention to anything and it's just a little weird or whatever and the mm-hmm. week before that I had had a vision of him passing Mm. Um, while I was riding down the street. Mm. And then um, one day I just get a call that uh, from my sister, frantic call that he did pass. And mm. when you when things happen, you don't think that you're as strong as you are until you go through it. I'm, on, I'm at LaFont Plaza. I go up to the train, LaFont Plaza, and just drop to my knees, crying, mm. don't care that I'm crying in front of everybody. But I don't care mm. because my father just passed. I'm not even thinking about all that. I get on yeah. the train go to his place and he's actually um they haven't come and picked him up yet or whatever like mm-hmm. that or whoever comes to pick you up after you pass i don't know but whoever it was mm-hmm. they, they didn't come mm-hmm. yet so when i went into the house they asked me did i want to um did i want to go in the room i went in the room now if you asked me could i do this before he passed i would tell you um no, no. but because it happened when it happened i'm there and i'm talking to my father's dead body and he's mm-hmm. smiling um, even mm-hmm. though he's passed away, which was a beautiful thing, because whatever he saw before he passed, um, it had to be beautiful because he had a Comfort. smile on his yeah, face, yeah. right? So yeah. I said what I had to say, say, and I left. And um, now, then I didn't know that that was affecting me. I thought that I was mm-hmm. cool. I thought that I was okay. I thought that's, you know, it happened, it happened. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really realize later in life how it affected me. And I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. a little bit later on how mm-hmm that um, okay. affected me um how i dealt with it but what it did to my personality okay i right. got you i got you i got so, you yeah. yeah yeah that was that was a crucial time uh you know in my life and that, that was traumatic so now we go back to um me being <laughs> have a traumatic situation uh as young and then also mm-hmm. it continued into uh, my adulthood. Now, I forgot what your question was because I didn't went off on the whole little thing. <laughs> no, we good. Go ahead. You know, you know your thing. We good. But um, we you asked it. me, you, oh, you asked me about um, how does it affect me with how my though, son now? Yeah. Yep. Yep. How do you, how do you, how do you kind of still honor your father as far as that parent with, 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 with you being a parent, with you being a dad? Uh, well, me having a son and my father being in my life, it just showed me the mm-hmm. importance um, of being in my son's life. It also showed me that um, life is short. Absolutely. And um, and you just never know, right? So what that does for me when it comes to my son, it makes me spend the most time that I can spend with him um, that I can. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, it makes yeah, me want to be um, a good leader and pour into him um, 
as much as I can while I'm here. And that's saying I'm great going anywhere. But like I say, mm-hmm. I just want to, I just take advantage. It just makes me take advantage of every day. I take nothing for granted. I take there you go. No, um, no, 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 no moment in his life for granted. I always yeah. hear that. Um, when I told my when one day, uh, a matter of fact, at my birthday joint, my man was like, mm-hmm. um, "How old your son E?" And I'm like, "He four. He was mm-hmm. like, "Man, I don't miss them days." And I've had a couple people say that to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the thing about me is, I love all of it, bro. Absolutely. There's never for me. There's Absolutely. never going to be. There's never going to be a time for me that I say, "Man, I don't miss them days." Absolutely. Because I take. Mm-hmm. I love. I love him from one, two, three, all the way to yeah, bro. Really getting yeah, on my bro. nerve to a teenager. I embrace yeah, all bro. of it, and um, and I love it. And uh, by my father being in my life, I just pour into my son uh ten times or ten times just the same, or even. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And 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 so just just with with me like having a dad like part time, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like the feeling of, you know, somebody rolling on you, right? And then not not only that, my mother who was in the army up until a certain point, maybe till I was about 11, 12, you know, once she got out it was like no real plan, right? So it was just a bunch of struggle. Like after like like struggle, struggle, struggle was normal, right? Um and just, you know, bouncing around place to place. You know what I'm saying? Some some places you come at home and your furniture is like Mike Tyson would say, decorating the sidewalk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but like but like going through like just lack, like it becomes normal to you, but that's really abnormal, right? But you don't know that that's abnormal until you put yourself in a better position, right? So I like what you said about I like what you said about uh trauma being a part of life so trauma trauma is trauma is a uh, a series of lessons where it's 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 going to be there but the game is how do you positively try to get yourself into a better situation mentally right so 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 you could be of service to somebody else Sure. Right. And we can and we could definitely delve into that later. But you know what I mean? I just wanted to tap on that. No, nah, that's what's up. My yeah. um, go ahead, T. Go ahead, T. I have all these stories about, about your pops. Um in all honesty, I really don't know what it's like to have a father. Now, my father, I know my father. I've known him since I was basically born, I guess you could say. Uh, but the relationship and him being father, fatherly or dad in any definition that you want to bring up to define a father, it just wasn't it. Uh, as a child, five to eight year old or so, Mm -hmm. I would see him, but he wasn't really around and he would, he would manipulate me out of money like let's go back to like four five six years old uh you know grandparents great grands uh different people would always give me money and i would always save it always in my top drawer my top Mm -hmm. dresser drawer and you know he'll come over he'll 
say whatever he says to trick me to give him some money. And mm. I would do it. My mother mm. and my grandmother would tell me, you need to stop giving him money. Why are you doing this? And one day he just flat out, he stopped trying to trick me. He just stole it. Mm. And when that happened, you know, I started feeling a little different. My mom, she started, she said, you know what? You're not holding on to your money because he always end up get, getting your money every time you have money. My mom started holding my money and he he really was he was in and out between the early years of my life through ninth grade in the middle of ninth grade my grandmother passed or close to the end of ninth grade my grandmother passed and my mom worked overnight so she wanted an adult in the house so she let him come live with us mm. now he comes in Nobody knows that he has a drug habit. Mm. Nobody knows he has this drug habit. So I go through those years constantly having to hide my money because he's stealing it or anything. Doesn't matter what it is. I remember when I was in fifth or sixth grade, he was staying at the house for about a month until my mom kicked him out. You know, when the champion sweaters were, were the thing, maybe it yeah. was seventh grade. My mom bought me this black and this is all black with the, and the pink champion letters across the chest. She bought it for me in September. I can't wait till it get cold so I can wear it. Mm. It gets cold. I go in the closet, look for it. Nowhere to be found. Ah, shit. So I'm like, I'm like, I know that my mom bought this. She showed me. I didn't dream this. Mm -hmm. asked my mom she's like yeah he probably sold it mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. like these are things that happen continuously over and over and well over. let me ask you t let me ask you do you think that that happening did you just you like did that make you not trust other people like did that get into your psyche as in oh he doing that that make me don't trust anybody or you just kept it to him like did it affect you outside of him it affected me outside of him. I was able to get past it at some point. Uh, but let's Ed, our, our, our friend Ed. Yeah. When Junior. we first met, yeah, Junior. When we first met, <laughs> you know, there was a lot of like I gave him tests to see if he was gonna be my friend. Mm. I just I just tested him a lot. I, I wanted him to trust. I still him. I still do that with him. <laughs> And in my test, I would lie to him purposely. Like I would lie purposely to see if he believed me. Because I just wanted yeah. to see, I want him to trust me. And he'd be yeah. like, man, you always playing around. You're always lying. I said, now I'm just trying to make sure you trust me. Mm. I was doing that because I needed to make sure that if I'm going to add another person that I call a friend, that yeah. they trust me and I could trust them. For sure. Mm. And at this time, I think I said it on a podcast before, this is when I was starting my transition from my neighborhood friends to the set of friends I'm, I have now. But yeah, uh, that that affected me. It mainly stayed with him. I did trust I did trust people, but it took some time. It took some time. But mm. the one thing that I do today from from just that part about my dad, about the stealing, taking money from me, 
I hide money. When I got my first apartment, I used to hide money. I was in there by myself, hiding money. I couldn't find it one day. I thought somebody came in and stole it. I said, oh man, somebody, somebody robbed me. Did my pops find out where I lived at? You know, I was, mm-hmm. I was really in my head. I hide money today, still. Nobody's gonna come steal from me, uh, hopefully not. And I still hide any cash that I keep, I'll hide it. If I, if I don't have a credit card, if it's a credit card I don't carry on me, I hide it. Because I'm, I'm trauma, still traumatized with it. I can't change that habit. Yeah, mm. I think that, um, that some of the things that happened to me made me, um, I think I developed the anger issue. I developed um, okay. a, a very bad temper. Everybody meets me and they and they can't and, and they can't see uh, me getting getting super mad because of how I come off. But as right. much as I have a bright side, mm-hmm. I have the exact same opposite. You know what I mean? And it's something that I've tried to work on. And my childhood, as my childhood, I don't, you know, my father being sick, it just made me like a worry person. And so it was okay. just like I was always worried and always just thinking too much. Okay. But yeah. as an adult, the trauma, it, it once he passed, it made me, it took me back to being angry. It took me to, uh, to not caring. It made mm-hmm. me feel like um, if I, I was scared to love because I felt like that if I love a person, I don't want to love a person too much and then lose them. Yeah. So it, it affected me when I met my wife. I didn't even know that I was really suffering from him mm-hmm. passing because I hadn't been any around anybody that um, on a regular basis until I had, had met her. And once I met her, I was just doing weird stuff like we might go out to eat and then I just get up and just leave and sit in the car. And I didn't understand why am I doing this? Mm, you know what I'm saying? Mm, and I was mm-hmm. doing stuff to the point where she was like, man, I don't know. You know, she was calling her friends. Say, I don't know what's going on with them, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to get through because and one of her friends asked her, did has somebody passed recently or something like that? She said, yeah, his father passed. And she said, well, that's probably why he's doing it. You know what I'm saying? It took somebody yeah. else who kind of yeah. knew what was going on. I had, and to this day, I probably still need to talk to somebody, get some therapy. Yeah, you know, course, as men, sometimes we feel like we can do it on our own. And, Suppression. Um, and, yeah, and overall, I'm pretty good, but um, but those are some of the effects that happened to me. But what I but what I want to do is talk about when I grew up, right? Me growing up in my neighborhood, I grew up around a lot of guys, man. And mm-hmm. I as me looking back, I think some of them, their behavior stemmed from childhood trauma. And oh, I'm gonna give, and I'm gonna get, and, it, and it's like a lot of guys in the street, they they actually act out because of things that are going on in the home, right? Absolutely. And I'm, and, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. give a quick story about that, right? So, yeah, this is guy I grew up with, and I, I'm not gonna give him no names or anything like that, but um, but he had done uh, like juvenile life, right? Mm-hmm. But he was a good person, man. He had a good heart, and I'm not gonna say what he got, you know, um, arrested for or whatever, but he had to. He was probably like in uh, even maybe elementary or middle school and you know childhood life. He had to he didn't get out till he was like twenty one, and he got out and he came back around the neighborhood and um he would come you know come around the way and I would take him you know he'd be like e, I need a ride to my probation officer my parole officer so I'd take him and you know mm-hmm. real good hearted great dude right mm-hmm. so one day um we all go to um I can't even think of the spot man but to see some go go band and it's four of us icebox. 
it wasn't the ice <laughs> i can't no it wasn't the ice box but i can't think what it was but the zulu cave zulu nah, cave. Was zulu cave no. <laughs> <laughs> was the mirage or something no it wasn't the black I hole about my man i think right it was the, it, I think the it was black the, hole i think it was the classics oh classics oh classics and we get and so we all go it's 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 four of us in the truck but then it's a but it's other people from our neighborhood that's in other cars too and so we get in there we have a good time we get in the car and all three of us get in the car but uh he's not in the car so um i hear a couple um sounds that i ain't gonna say what the sounds i heard and he he runs and get in the car say go 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 so mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, go, 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 right? So mm-hmm. I ain't even gonna lie. I start praying, man. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I said, God, if you get me out of this situation, <laughs> I ain't never gonna. Hey, you know what I'm saying? That's what I think. I'm like, I don't know I what this dude gone. just did. He just get in the car, talking about some go, go, go. I don't even know that anything is even <laughs> in the car, right? Right. So my yeah. man's speeding down the highway, right? And while we're driving, he, he breaks down, man. And while mm. we're driving, he starts saying, man, I ain't shit. I ain't mm. got shit. And I'm mm. like, and I and you know, I'm like, you know, I'm just listening. He's like, I ain't shit. I ain't got shit. He's like, man, my grandmother died. I don't got nobody. I don't mm. got nobody. And I'm like, okay, Breaking what, down, did that, dog. what did that make you just do? Yeah, Not, I don't know to this day, bro. But bro, I'm just saying you. that he he acted how he acted because of what he was going through in his life. Right. And it, and I never right. witnessed any. I I seen people do stuff, and, and but I never seen the reaction of them right then explaining why I am the way yeah. I am. Yeah, in and front of anybody. Like in, in front yeah. of anybody, and this was like a crowd for what he was going through in his life. And we speeding down the highway, and he's telling how he ain't, how he feel like he ain't shit, and how he feel like he hopeless. Mm-hmm. And mm. that stayed with me for the uh for my whole life, man. And I mm-hmm. think about that from time mm-hmm. to time. And it yeah, was because bro. he was act his behavior came from the the traumatic things that happened in his life. And I just think yeah. that a lot of guys in the street come from traumatic homes. It comes yeah. from super, super, super traumatic homes, bro. Like you gotta grow up so fast and then and then you being exposed to and then bro, it's like you in this gauntlet like early you see what i'm saying like you 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 are not even allowed to be a whole unique individual because you got to deal with so much shit you got to deal with things from a young age you being exposed to like you know everybody has you know what i'm saying like our parents from the 70s 80s bro they was you know what i'm saying they when they they play cards they drink their little drink you know what I'm saying? They 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 do what they do, and so I will walk around, and I'll you know I'll 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 see them doing what they're doing. You see what I'm saying? And then when they will when they will when they will move, I'll grab the glass and I'll take me a little sip. That's why I don't drink Hennessy to this day, bro. Cause I would <laughs> sip that shit when I was like eight, bro. That shit burnt my damn whole damn, soul eight. out, bro, bro. I was sipping on it, bro, but I would do it. Or sometimes, you know what I'm saying? They'll accidentally be like, "Go ahead." And then when I do it, bro, that that shit'll burn me up, bro. Like I had to walk off in pain. That's why I don't drink Hennessy now. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> but 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 I'm just saying, like you don't understand, like that was normal to them, right? But it shouldn't have been normal to a younger kid. So then once once you growing up and you just trying to navigate, bro, and then 
you are dealing with your mother who's trying to take care of you and you knowing that she hurting because her 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 husband gone right and then once you out of your safe haven which 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 was the army bruh it was just like it was no plan for us True. you see what i'm saying so i was bouncing around so much i was bouncing around from apartment to apartment you know what i'm saying we can't make the rent so we gotta leave or they put our shit out whatever but did it affect we, your personality, bruh, like, bruh, it like, fucking, did it, it, like, it affected like, me. It, 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 it made me really defensive. It okay. made me, it, it, it. I was very, I was, I was insecure because of the fact that the people that I'm around, to me, they don't have to worry about not making rent. You see what I'm saying? Like they house is way more stable than me, right? And so, mm -hmm. and the only reason why I moved to Virginia was because of the same, the same thing. But I called my father like, yo, listen, you know, can I come out and stay? Now, in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, if he say no, I still gonna have, I'm still going to have to deal, deal with this, right? Mm -hmm. So when I moved from New York to Virginia when I was about 13, 14, bro, I literally came with a see-through bag with all of my clothes in it. You see what I'm saying? So when I got out here, that's when I got a little bit of structure. But at the same time, I was just out here for a stable place to actually stay. You understand what I'm saying? Like some, right. some sort of stability. But knowing that, I'm like, man, if I never called him, was he ever going to call me and check in? You see what I'm saying? Now, mm -hmm. at at 43, I keep that chip on me because of the fact that it's just a reminder. Like, listen, I love my father. Listen, if somebody was trying to do harm to my father, I'll take a bullet for my father because he he's my father, right? And I love him. But at the same time, I can never do to my children what you did to me, ever, ever, right? So, but at, at the same time, but just dealing with that, with that, like, damn, like, you always think about it, like, damn, if I never called you, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, and asked you, was you ever going to hit me? You, you you see what I'm saying? True. And just, but, but that was, that was one of my tests of me dealing with my traumas, right? And yeah. seeing him, and seeing him at his weak point, right? And doing what he did and him having his habits, right? And just need needing the father there, like you know, my mother picked a bad. My mother had a bad choice of uh, men for a while, right? So you had a couple people that was that was that was into pharmaceuticals. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking that my man coming over to check me out, but he really coming over for the for the other situation. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And then and and then you looking at your you looking at your you know your quote unquote hero, right? But he's not looking at you like that. So at 13, 14, these are like your most formative years, right? You yeah. out here, right? And so just dealing with those as a young man, bro, and but not forgetting it because it's there for you to know how much progress that you have made. Now you blessed to have a son. Okay, cool. So what you gonna what you gonna what you gonna do with your son? What you gonna do with your daughter? What you gonna do with your third son? Excuse me, with your with your second child. So I got two boys and a girl. The experiences that I went through, that me and my sister went through, sharing that pain, has made me 
the person. So what I didn't have, I give. True. You see what I'm saying? Like I give it out, bro. I give it out. And when I and and when I when I had those little moments, man, like when I be seeing like kids, like you know, make a make a big score or whatever, like you know what I mean? Like it it it. I get so passionate about it, bro, because I know. And then seeing they 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 parents celebrate with them. Like I live with that, but that's what helps to push me to keep going, bro, and just keep progressing as a man, right? So when I'm older and when it's my time to go, like I'm like, listen, listen, I gave you exactly what I needed. I gave you what I needed. And that's my reward. You know what I mean? But what I don't do, what people do is they they keep that anger instead of using that anger and breaking that thing down and, and getting strong because of it. Cause you still here. Like, you know how many people made 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 plans for tomorrow and they don't wake up? A lot of people have had plans for the day, bro. For sure. And 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 they they didn't fucking wake up. So if I'm up, bro, bro, when I wake up, I'm like, man, I'm thankful and I'm and I'm grateful, bro. Period. And, and, and Period. you know, um I can't I don't know what site this came from, but um, but it says that you know, adults with unresolved childhood trauma or more prone to PS, PTSD, alcoholism, PTSD. and suicide, yeah. right? So it's like, yeah. Yeah. depending on how crucial your uh, childhood trauma is, if you don't get it taken care of, that's what it can it's lead to. I'm glad that none of us is not, you know what I mean? You. Like it hasn't yeah. led to any of that because what I say is, um, People, you know, everybody takes things different, right? And so something that might happen to T-Streets, if that happened to a, another person, they wouldn't be able to handle that. Something that yeah. happened to you, Trey, could happen to another person, and they wouldn't be able to handle that and exactly, vice versa. Bro. Because everybody handles pain, you know, a little different. Differently, now, bro. I'm going to ask that, um, you know, like, if, if the times where T-Streets, the times where you may have felt like... Uh, depressed or whatever or or felt those traumatic moments what, what do you think that you would do because you still here you still going strong you still positive what did you do to overcome it basically uh to overcome i don't know if i really overcame anything or have to you be honest. yeah that yeah okay. have you have you overcame I, it i don't know because well i'll say this to when it comes to my father, it, it got to a point, I want to say I was 22. I think I was 22. And I remember coming home. I had stayed out, stayed out all night, came home. Uh, a friend of mine was living uh, with us. And he says, your, your gold chain and your gold bracelet is missing. And that was like the, that was like the straw that, 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 or not the straw, that, that's the, whatever. It, it made me, it's, I snap. I grab my back. I start walking the neighborhood. I was going to kill that man. I had it in my head. Yeah. I had it in my head. I'm a bash his skull in with this back. I went to every door that I know where he's normally at, knocking on the door, looking for If I would have found him, he was going to die that day. I was going to jail. I had made peace with it while I was walking around. I was like, all right, I'm going to jail. Never getting out. It's fine. I'm killing shit. Him. And what happened, my mom, 
my boy told my mom and they got in the car driving around. They found me before I found him. Mm-hmm. So now once when, when I'm in that type of rage, I'm only there while it's happening. Once I calm down, I'm not going to go back to that place. Yeah. So when I saw him, I, I saw my pops the next day. I wasn't going back to that place. Now, was I was I mad? Did I let him know, you know, how I felt? Did, was he not trying to come nowhere near me because he was in fear that I may do something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as far as me finally letting go of that anger towards him, it took took me to about the age of 33. I remember mm-hmm. getting in a spat with my brother in my late 20s. And he told me I needed to let it go. He said, you need to let that go. And I'm like, man, you were young. You didn't experience everything I experienced. But it always stuck with me what what, what my brother told me, to let it go. So Mm -hmm. it took a few years and finally talked to him, forgave him for everything. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. today, today we're cordial. I'm not going to say that that I care like the way that y'all cared about y'all pops. Mm-hmm. But now I wouldn't take a bullet for him. Mm. <laughs> he could die. Nah, I, feel you. I, I don't, give, nah, I don't I feel care. You. I feel you. But am I cordial with him? Will I speak to him? Yes, I'll speak to him today. Will I uh, from from that point when when I finally forgave him? Did I do some things for him? Sure. Did yeah. he do some things for me that surprised me? Like he surprised me one day on my birthday. I came over to to his place. I didn't even think he knew it was my birthday. I came over there, surprised me, had the cake, had people over. I was like, oh man, this is, mm. is kind of great. Was I, where was mm-hmm. this when I was young? Yeah, bro. Hello. But you know, I just I just appreciate it. I didn't bring it up. I wanted to. Cause I, cause I'm petty. I could be petty. I wanted to be petty. You? I was like, nah. No, you never petty. <laughs> <Petty> street. <laughs> but when it came to coming to him, it took me to forgive him. It took me to forgive him for yeah, me to bro. let the anger go because I developed a lot of my I don't give a fuck attitude that because started that. around that. because of that and because of mm. the times when I had guns poured out on me and I was scared. And anytime mm. I saw a light skinned person walk through the alley, I would run in the house. Like from mm. from fifth yeah, through traumatic, Yeah, from from fifth grade through about about ninth, maybe even tenth. Mm. Anytime I saw somebody light skinned walk through the alley, I ran in the house. I know yeah. my friends clown me. I know they did. Yeah. They didn't really do it to my face. Maybe a couple people would, but they didn't really do it to my face. But I know they clowned me because I was scared. I had a gun yeah. put out on me at my front door and then coming mm. off the after school bus gun. As soon as I got off the school bus, That's... the bus pulled off. I walked, take like three steps, coming around the corner, a group of guys with a gun at me. Yeah. Walked me home with the gun in my back. Mm. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot to you. That's a lot, bro. That's, that's traumatic, dog. That's Do you feel... it took... Go ahead. Go ahead. I no, I'm not finished. Nah, so, you know, I developed a I don't give a fuck attitude somewhere in that 17, 18 year old range. And 
you combine that fear, that fear of the gun part, it, like it scared me so much that I said something to my father in ninth grade when he started living with me. I told him about what's been going on and how scared I am. Because I used to, I used to think to myself, man, if I was dead, I wouldn't have to go through all this. Now, I never thought about killing myself, but mm-hmm. I would think about if I wasn't here, things would be better. I wouldn't have to mm-hmm. go through this. You, those two, two events, my pops and, and having guns put out on me, and, that, and those aren't the only two times that it happened as a kid, as somebody that wasn't in the streets as a kid. Those That's things nice. hardened me by the time I became 17, 18 years old. And I just didn't care. I stopped caring. I, uh, one reason why I told y'all the story about how I put the kid out out the uh, apartment in that mm-hmm. in one of our episodes before. Mm-hmm. I hated kids. I hated kids. Didn't want kids. One of those reasons was because I didn't want to mess a kid up mentally mm-hmm. the way mm-hmm. my pops helped mess me up. And to to stick to that, I had to develop a hatred for kids in order for me to make sure I do not have any kids. Yeah, and, that's and, yes, suppression. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah deep, so that's man. yeah, that's and uh, yeah, and, and just to add to what you're saying, T. Like the emotional signs, like it, but it's so many different signs that come in, it comes in so many different forms where number one can be anxiety. It could be depression. Mm-hmm. It could be episodes of lost time or disassociation from things. You, you're disassociating yourself from the emotion of I'm not, you know what I mean? I can't even really deal with this lady. She got a child or I'm not trying to have no kids because of that hopelessness or despair, low self-esteem, isolation from others, intense feeling of abandonment or loss, desire to inflict harm or self-harm, loss of meaning to live or sense of purpose. That's a big one. um, Distorted self or, excuse me, distorted sense of self or body image feeling alienated from others or emotional numbness like nobody can understand me so i ain't even gonna talk about it chronic chronic fatigue insomnia um lethargy uh chronic anger or resentment poor impulse control obsessive thoughts or worries of an unwanted nature Go ahead, eat my, my bad, Brian. Nah, you good. That, those is facts. I would, I would a lot just, of them. A lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, I can even see some of those things in, um, that you read off that, you know, and that all the time, but stuff that I have thought about as you reading down, you know the list. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Like, like it, but, but it'll get you in little, it, it'll get you in like doses. Right, like being yeah, it doesn't older, ha- exactly. Can, it don't happen it all the time, every, all day, every day. You know what I mean? It but come out might, uh, <laughs> when you sure, in situations. Sure. Go, go ahead. No, I was, but I was going. What I was going to do? I was just going to ask you. Um, did you? Do you feel like? And for those just joining or join while um, while we've been uh, talking, this is our episode eight, and um, we're discussing childhood trauma 
and um, how and if it affects you in your life as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I was going to ask you, Trey, was do you um, like how did what what did you do to uh, have like you said have you overcome it? And if you have those times where it may creep back in, what do you do to um, move forward from it? Because um, like I say. For me, I haven't been to a therapist or anything. And right. on yeah. the list that we have, you know, it's recommended to get with a um Absolutely. What does it say? A support group. To me, my friends are my support group. So I guess I can okay. say okay. I got a support group. Um mm-hmm. and then it just says that uh get with a, a therapist that's that actually um gives you therapy and, and what it's related to because it's basically saying that specific. people get a therapy yeah, specific to what's happening with you. A lot of people just get a therapist that are not, um, you know, not a well-versed right. in what you're trying to get help in. And so then you go and you still don't really get the help. And yeah. um, I haven't done any of those things, but I was asking you, what do you think, what do you do or what have you done? How do you get past what has happened? So, so, so two, two, two answers to that. Just, just to add to what you were saying about the stat, right? Um, it's like, of people who go to therapy, especially like if you're like new to it, 57% of those people are with a person that doesn't fit them. Right. Because it's, it's so specific. My, my trauma might be so, so specific, but I'm just going to see a therapist. Right. right? Mm -hmm. But that person might not specialize and bro, it's nothing like talking to somebody and you they they don't they don't they they can't relate to you, bro. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, but right. they're a quote, but they're a quote unquote therapist, right? They're a quote unquote therapist. So man, honestly, so to answer the 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 overall question, man, I was just so first of all, man, first of all, first of all, man, look, I'm I'm so thankful and I'm so grateful of all the strong ass women. And my family that that were going through their own shit, you know what I'm saying? Like outside on the corner selling, selling, you know what I mean? In the situation, but I'm sleeping on their couch. I'm sleeping on their floor. Like I never had to sleep outside. So I'm thankful, bro. It 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 with with me, bruh. It's 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 a beautiful thing, man. Everything that happened to me happened for me. You see what I'm saying? I I never felt like a like a victim ever. And so that helped to develop me into the person that I am where I had to put my father in a situation where he wanted to talk to me and I used that as my opportunity to let him have it where he broke down. Right? And I had to under, I had to show him like, "Bro, do you know who the fuck I am? Like, do you do you understand who the fuck I am?" Right. I had him out there breaking down and I went and held him up. We out, we outside, he a grown ass man crying, right? But I had to let him understand that pain. I had I, I had I had to get that pain out. Right. And right there, I think I was probably like 38, 39, bro. My sister passed, man. Let me tell you, when my sister died, like like I died. Right? Like I died, bro. Like when you when you going through shit with with somebody that been through the same emotion, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You you going through the same shit together, right, bro, bro? You know how many times I almost lost my freedom because of my sister? Like me just me just jumping out out there. I'm not even 
that type of dude, but I can become that type of person for her. Right. So, bro, just me being just so lucky to have my aunts, to have my uncle, to have my cousin, man. Just that's just how you got on me, bro. Just to help me through. Like, bro, I was I was one of those kids where I could have went the other way. I could have went the other way. So when I came to VA, I was coming there out of necessity. Like, bro, I just needed somewhere to sleep, bro. You feel what I'm saying? And so I, I just wound up, you know, meeting some good people like like Junior, you know, T later. You know what I'm saying? Like Tyreek. Like, bro, every time I would have friends, it'll just be for like a year or two. Right. Or, or maybe less. So mm-hmm. how I, how I navigated through was just having a work ethic that my uncle taught me would kept me out of a lot of trouble. Right. So I would just I, I learned how to my relationships with people to get jobs so i was always busy i stayed busy right and then just being around a good a good group of guys that wasn't out there i was probably the most wildest one out out of us right that's because i had no goddamn uh common sense but (laughs) but 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 the good part was i i i i kept i kept working bro i went to school you know what i'm saying and then i chose and then Later on, e like the biggest thing was me keeping my nose clean, bro, and choosing the right the right woman to marry, bro. Once sure. I once I once I married up, that changed every. It changed my whole trajectory of my life from thirty two. I was just out here just grinding, just working, and and things like that. But when you find somebody that you care more about than yourself, you gonna fucking straighten up. You're going to do it. You're going to do it for that person. And then you like, yo, this person got a lot of shit that they that they done fought fought through, too. You understand what I'm saying? And then once you get married and you have children, bro, you got to be so thankful that you made it to that point and just acknowledging what you've been through, but not being a victim. But you what people got to understand, people that's going to be listening to this, like, listen, you have so many options now. Nowadays, in 2023 to go get help and it's nothing wrong with that but when we was coming up man that we didn't even hear about that shit no, we didn't hear know, about no, no therapy uh, man look no, man look was, my mother was at work bro yeah. you feel what i'm saying bro my, my mother was at work man my sister out doing what she doing i'm outside two three four in the morning therapy but you done been through so much shit that's not normal right <laughs> like this shit like nah like and that's a whole other thing bro like in our communities man we normalize a bunch of bullshit we normalize lies, right? And and then we accept it. We're not putting each other like no. We're not holding each other accountable. Like no, bro. Take care of your chi- Take care of your kids. Do you, do your goddamn homework. Come in the house at this time. We just we just out here. We yeah, just we no, just out here, bro. It's no of, rules. Um, a lot of structure, but it's no me, obedience. It's no structure. It's not for me in terms of um the trauma that I felt that I had whenever, um, and with, with a parent passing, uh, that's for me, yeah. I can only speak for me, that's something that Crazy, um, that bro. I'll never get over. Um, and so you just deal with life uh, how it is. I was blessed to, um, you know, to find a wife and to have a son, but before those but times- hold up, e, hold, um, hold, hold up, e, hold up, not to find the wife, to find the right wife. The right way, but I'm rewind. But 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 I'm a rewind before that because when my father passed, I was 27. 
when um when he was sickly i was that was you know when i was a child and so i think back to you know what did i do during those times and one thing about me is i would just, I, I focus my mind on being grateful for the little things and for instance something small as my eyesight something small as me being able to hear something small as me being able to talk there are people who can't see there are people who can't hear there are people who can't there you walk. go there's so many things that I focus on being grateful for go, and bro. that helped that helped me and me taking nothing for granted. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And this is not just me saying this, like giving a speech, nah, like, this is you. what you have to do. This is what I really do. You know what I mean? Because we all can still have effects from the trauma that we've had in our life, whether it's been when we we're young children up to adulthood. But if you can just think about the little things in life that are going good for you, when you can just focus on what positive is going on in your life. And not only that, mm. you also have to surround yourself by positive people. You got to. It, it is hard. And sometimes you have to cut back friends um, that are actually friends. You have to be with people who are on your level mentally. Absolutely. Because that Absolutely, still helps. When, 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 when I do feel a way, I have people that I can talk to. Even if it's not a therapist, I have good friends that I can actually call and have a conversation with. And a lot of times men don't communicate, but I feel thankful I and grateful that. that I have men that I can call and actually talk to if I am feeling a way that, you know, um, and I'm not calling them saying, hey man, guess what? That trauma blowing me again. Yeah, no, it's bro. not that type you're of just, conversation, just but it's conversation. just conversation yeah. and you talking to people that can relate to what you, yeah. you know, what's happening with you. And um, yeah. people who listening, if you don't have that, it's good to seek that out and you know it's seek it out like, well well how can i find um somebody that's positive but like um like i forgot like i said i keep forgetting the site but that's the mm -hmm. thing where it talks about um find help groups and stuff like that where you can find like-minded people or you can find people who've been Support through the same groups. thing that you've been through and everything that y'all talk about um is relatable and you all mm -hmm. lift each other up because thinking that you can do it by yourself um that's in a lie. My opinion yeah. is uh, a false thought. You know it what is. I mean. And um, it doing is, it by yourself is not something that I would advise. Uh, doing it for you by yourself is something that. And I don't what know are you really doing? Totally, exactly. That'll totally work out. Um, so yeah, that's in terms of um, of giving the help and um, getting help if you have traumatic things happening in your life, man. So yeah, bro. Yeah, that's bro. Where, so, 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 also, so, also, E, just to add to what you were saying, bro, um, this is a huge, this is a huge part. Um, you, you have to have a goal, bro. Like, you, okay, what, what, what do you want? You have to ask yourself through any type of situation, what, what do you want to come out of this, this situation? Do you want to graduate? Do you want to move? Do you just but putting those goals in front of you, bro? And as soon as I got into the relationship uh, with the woman who, who who wound up being my wife, I immediate me personally internalizing things, knowing that I had knowing that I had things to work on. So I would just read books about things that I was trying to learn about. And then I got into more self-help. Then I got into a whole bunch of positive videos and I got into uh journaling and then i got into uh op opening up you know start 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 my own business then i got into this but one thing led to another but i had a goal 
So it's like us just growing up in these environments, bro. We not even dog. A lot of these dudes that's playing football, they only doing that shit because that's the only thing that that's available in their neighborhood. Like they they don't they don't even have the opportunity to to even think about being something else. You understand what I'm saying? Because we 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 in such a small box mentally in a lot of places, not everywhere, right? But going, but just going through stuff, bro. When you born into a situation, bro, where you, where your father already gone, like you already, you already behind the eight ball. So what is that kid supposed to do? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, what is, what is that young lady was supposed to do? So us, us, us having pods like this one, they might not listen to it tonight, but they might hear it next year. So they hear like, man, this, this, this dude T, bro, he, he, he went through the same thing I, I went through. Yeah, trauma is relatable, bro. It's yeah. relatable, bro. But the biggest thing is they seeing us continuously, positively keep pushing forward. And that's the biggest thing. That's that's the biggest thing. With the internet, you could Google 25 different therapists, like local. You see what I'm saying? And once my sister passed from cancer, bro, she had two children. Um, my nephew at that point, he was 14. My niece was, Brittany was 19. And you talking about a person feel like, feeling like me, feeling like I was alone on earth. Like nobody can relate to me or no, I can talk to nobody. I took them to therapy, group therapy for them. Right. But I needed it too. So I learned so much from group therapy. Um, my mother losing her daughter, like that was her, that was her best friend. They, they had classes for that and, and people's neighborhoods, they have free places where you can go and talk to people, but you have to reach out. People don't know people might, people might not know that you're going through trauma. And then one more nigga say something to you, one more, you know, you're going, you're going, you're going to go off. You're going, you're going to just snap. Right. But instead of doing that, take actionable steps in a positive way where you can get over it right not 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 get over it but to get through it with professional help right and like you say e like you say e have creating the environment of positivity with people that are doing what you're trying to do right not just settling for people that are not dealing with their traumas uh uh, positively so i I just wanted to add that no but we gonna um we gonna end it right there man we gonna end it right there that's good, Playboy. Um, yeah. Tonight was a dope episode. Like I say, you know, certain episodes, we're going to have fun tonight. The next one might be, you know, we're going to let T-Streets let us know what it's going to be. Um, hey, we're going to be talking about <laughs> aliens, whales, camels. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, all, all, all the above. But, uh, but tonight, t- tonight was a dope episode. and um, That was hard. That was a hard one. That was good. Part, we, we, like I do every episode, man, uh, thank anybody. I want to say thank you to anybody who listens to the pod, who shares the pod, who listens to the clips on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, my Instagram is the rec room. Uh, the pod is, is available on Podbean. The pod is available on uh, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google. And, uh, and, and another thing is we are also going to be uh, shooting, we're going to be shooting the live episodes. When I, I keep saying live, but we're going to actually in film the episodes, you know what I mean. So we could, yeah. we gonna have, we gonna film the episodes so y'all will be able to uh, identify a face with the voice. And uh, yeah. I just yeah. wanna um, just thank everybody again. 
And uh, to the next time. A.E. What's good? A.E. Hey, let me shout out a couple people. For sure. For that sure. entered the room. So we had uh, Sayi into the room. We had Miss Fufu. Okay, Miss Fufu. Okay. And then we had Miss Lizzie. Miss Lizzie White as well. So we definitely, we definitely appreciate Truly you appreciate all it. entering the room. Thank you so much. And with that, see y'all the next time. See y'all next time. Peace. Peace.